Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Friday Tea and Contemplation. We're here at the end of the month of September in our theme of exploring how we nourish the energy that we have. It's sort of a means of prepping us to get into the autumn and into the winter. And in this week's session, we're welcoming back after a bit of a break, Jess Young Chang, our friend who, if you've been listening to some of the other episodes here on the podcast or have joined us live in the space, you recognize Jess. She usually joins us once a month. Uh, she took a break this summer for an intensive study program at Harvard Divinity School in hospital chaplaincy. So we are so honored and welcome to uh, have Jess in our space today to lead us in the contemplation portion of our practice. So to begin, let's go ahead and make ourselves nice and cozy, recognizing that the things that we might need for our comfort might be a little bit different this time of year now that we are officially in the autumn season here in the Northern Hemisphere. So just take a moment to mind your space, mind how you're feeling today. So in addition to having your hot water heating, thinking about what you're inviting into the space. There are there kinds of things to help you settle, to help create that sense of transition and support in this transition? Maybe just something as small as what you're wearing today. Just noticing what you're wearing, what feels comfortable, how the fabric feels on your skin, how the light is in your space, how the air feels. And consciously taking a moment to arrive fully in your space, making any physical movements that you need to become comfortable. So letting the feet settle on the floor, noticing how the floor feels beneath the feet. Letting yourself settle into your chair and seeing if you can observe just the full weight, the full presence of you in that chair or on that cushion where you're sitting. And what does the space immediately around you feel like? So the texture of what you're sitting on, the firmness or softness of it. Maybe even the temperature of it. Does it feel like it's a cool surface? Is it slightly warm? Inviting the hands to relax in the lap for just a moment. Taking the fingers wide so we can feel a little space of air between each finger. Invite yourself into the full generosity of this space you're creating for yourself. almost a whole hour to sit and to rest. To be with your whole self, whatever comes up physically, whatever comes up in the mind, just be with your breath. It is nothing less than a profound act of self-kindness to do this. It is not easy. 
it's not easy to show ourselves this kind of generosity. Sometimes we may only get once a week to do it. And those of us who can take a little bit of time daily, sometimes that may not feel like it's enough time. Maybe it's just two or three minutes, but it's still there. Just notice the flow of in and out breath for a few rounds, just focusing only on the feeling and the sound of your in and out breath. sound is a little quiet, maybe call for it to be a little bit louder, just a slightly deeper inhale, a little bit noisier, and a little exaggerated exhale. Just remember what is the fullness of the sound like. So we can still hear it even when it's very quiet and still. Whenever you're ready, let's shift our awareness, shift our attention to include our friend T. The T that we are choosing to practice with in this space. The awareness that this is a T practice in the beginning. This is the form that we are playing with in this space. So picking up your T that you have invited along for today. And considering to yourself which T did you want to practice with today? Which tea were you called to? I'm taking a moment to say hello to your tea. I mean like actually say hello to it. You're just in your room, no one can hear you. Say hi to your tea. Say good morning or good afternoon to your tea. Tea is perhaps one of the most generous of practices. It is inherently communal, it is inherently giving, even when it is just you, it's still pure generosity. Bringing your tea to your nose so close that basically your nose will touch the leaf. Get nice and snuggly. Breathing in your tea. Just notice as each slightly warm exhale is released into the leaves, how the tea accepts them and gives a little something back to you in return. A little bit of fragrance, a little bit of warmth and presence that otherwise isn't in your space in any other form. It exists only when we are this close to our tea.
these gifts that tea can give us when we allow ourselves to get really quiet and really still and really up close. When you're ready, go ahead and serve yourself a little bit of leaves in your bowl. Nice little pinch, whatever feels good for you today. Tea teaches us to take what we need, never worrying about how much it is, how little it is. Tea will provide. So whatever you need, just placing that in your bowl today. And then making any movements that you need to go get your hot water in your space. So if you need to step away from us here for a little bit or just move around, that's okay. And once you arrive back in your space with your kettle, just pausing. Notice the full weight of the kettle and maybe the warmth that is coming through the walls of the kettle itself. And once you feel centered again, once you feel that little bit of inner stillness, from this point, we pour the water over our tea, moving nice and slow. If we want to listen to the water a little bit more today, we can pour up high. If we want it to be a little bit quieter, we can pour close. There's room to explore lots of options. We can make little swirly patterns in the water. We can pour from just one steady stream. You can add as much or as little water as you want to your bowl today. Consider all these options that you have, even just the act of giving yourself water. setting your kettle aside turning back to your center back to this point where things feel a little bit more still a little bit more held and where you can observe where you can see the horizon Watching your tea, what's happening on the surface. Just noticing how your leaves are moving in the bowl today. And every day and every season is a little bit different. Your leaves might be somewhere in the middle, like a little island, or spread out, covering the whole surface. And depending on the temperature of the air in your room, you may have a lot of steam this morning. Or maybe just like a little quiet, constant thread of steam rising from the bowl. And consider what we're doing here while we're watching our tea. And tea is taking its time. It is slowly offering something, releasing something to that water. 
and it's doing it in a particular order, actually. Maybe something that you hadn't thought of before. In chemistry terms, we would call this the uh, in order of solubility. There are things that are released right away in the water. The starches and carbohydrates and things that make the tea taste sweet. And then there are things that come a little bit later, a few minutes in. We call those amino acids and polyphenols, and it's the stuff that makes the tea healthy for you. It's also what gives it structure and texture and mouthfeel. And so things come in an order. Precipitated on what came before them. In the conditions of how full and how generous that tea can be. Change with a lot of factors. Water temperature, the vessel that you are brewing it in. But whether you are making the tea for yourself or you are making it for friends accompanying you, the fullness of that generosity is always there. The fullness of whatever that cup of tea is going to be is always there. And so if it's comfortable, lifting the bowl of tea, bringing it to your nose, and breathing in what is being offered by your tea today. What has already started to infuse into the water? What do you recognize? And maybe recognize from previous bowls of tea, maybe this is a tea that you enjoy often, or you recognize from somewhere in your life brings you somewhere, it calls you to some place. Notice what it's like to just be with your breath in this space very close up to your tea, just taking a quiet, intimate little moment to just breathe and be with your thoughts and be with the tea. And if the temperature is okay, we can take a little sip of the tea. Just enough to notice some warmth, some texture, make a little bit of a closer connection to what we hold. And we can pause and consider what that connection moment feels like. What does it feel like to reach out? 
to have the tea share something with you for you to accept it. What kind of questions and curiosity sensations or feelings happen when we allow ourselves to have that connection? If nothing else, maybe to just, I don't know, bring your attention to your own thirst in the moment. Your own want for stillness. Your own sense of maybe how tired you are. Sometimes we take that first sip or two of tea and it is an immediate little teeny tiny relief. and We're so aware of it. Take another sip when you feel ready to. And maybe on that second sip, we fill the mouth a little bit more. We lean into the act of accepting something that is being shared. Feel a little bit more comfortable. What do you notice? How does it make you aware of what you need right now? And just moving at your own pace, whenever you feel that you need a little bit more tea, go ahead and take in a sip. after each taste, we just pause. We just notice what shifts, what changes. And specifically, we might be noticing really what is the tea drawing our attention to? What are we noticing about ourselves in this moment? With each little bit of tea, there is a, a fullness of that experience in that sip. All of those little elements that we mentioned before that have to slowly be given to the water, one step at a time, and they all come together. And we notice how they evolve from the top of the bowl all the way to the middle and to the bottom of the bowl if we reach that point in our practice today. We see this thread of how these pieces and parts come together and they evolve. And some things become stronger or more louder than others, but they're all still there. in thinking on today's theme and today's contemplation of can we share, we 
have enough energy to share. Something that occurs to me while drinking tea is sometimes it's not just can you, but what will you share? The awareness that it's not just a single thing, it is a whole. Because everything that we give is linked to something else. So the tea gives you aroma, it gives you taste, it gives you connection to yourself, to your memories. It is a vehicle to connect with others and to share with others. And it exists because of things that come together one step at a time. And drinking your tea and just noticing how it changes, it unfolds from that first sip. And maybe now you're a little bit closer to the leaves. And just notice how your leaves have softened. They've opened up a little bit. They're still probably kind of crumply and they've got some ridges, some twists, some secrets that have yet to be offered. And some of those might be the mystery just for the tea to keep. Some of them you might get to know in your lifetime. The tea has no hesitation in its generosity, in its ability to share something. And knowing that whoever accepts it will accept it on their own terms, whatever it means for them. The tea always has something that it can give. Maybe it's more about how we feel on the receiving end of that than it is about the expansiveness or profound quality or enormous nature of whatever is being offered. Sometimes even just a really small act, just a moment to notice aroma, that could be enough. How do we feel on the receiving end of such reception? Lots of goodness in this bowl today as we consider this question of can we share? And if at some point you would like a little bit more tea, your tea wants to share with you. Just add a little bit more hot water, refresh your leaves. There's still more there for you.
Good morning, friends. I am so happy to be with you, and I want to dwell in that joy for a moment. Um, thank you, Adam. Thank you, Suze, for continuing to share this space with me. I am deeply gifted by what I experience whenever we sit together. So I want to name how grateful I am to be able to return to this community, to this circle, to this invitation to pause and to be slow and reflective. It does feel like there aren't a lot of moments in my life where I get to receive that invitation so fully and so warmly. So I'm really grateful for that. And I'm really grateful for all of you for welcoming me into your space. I have been thinking a lot about this question, uh, mostly in the last hour, <laughs> but also in the last month. And it is, it is an important question, I think, can we share? And I, you know, Adam and Suze have both named really fully that I spent some time this summer in a program called Clinical Pastoral Education. I have no expectation that anyone outside of the world of pastoral studies or spiritual care has any idea what I'm talking about, but it is a, a, a program that allows for people who are entering various sorts of ministry or chaplaincy to begin to experience it, begin to experience what hospital chaplaincy can be. And the as important as the work of being with folks who are in hospital, with clients, patients, doctors, nurses, support staff, housekeeping staff, families, as important as abiding with all of those folks is also uh, meeting and reckoning with whatever each of us, all of us brings. And it is incredibly demanding work and I have experienced it as incredibly rewarding. And I am in need of deep rest after a summer of having done that. I am currently serving at a church in the Boston area and would love to share a little bit about well, each of the two traditions that I find home in and, and what I think about sharing, what I, what I learn about sharing from each of those traditions. So last night uh, in a service, a jazz worship service that is hosted at this church, uh, one of the pastors talked about, told, told a story about Jesus and his disciples, his students. They were out in the community um, at the temple and watching people give, right? Give money, give resource to the temple so that it could be distributed through the community. And there were people who were giving, who were obviously uh, members in good standing in the community, obviously well-resourced, you might even say rich, right? Who were, who were giving abundantly, giving generously. And Jesus and his disciples also witnessed uh, a widow who was giving what she could. And, you know, at this time in the in Roman occupied Judea, um, widows were people who existed on the margins of society. 
they were people who were cared for at times by members of the community, but they were less visible or even invisible than other folks that were in, you know, in a higher class. Let's just call it what it is. And Jesus turned to his students and said, you know, this widow is giving in a way that no one else is giving. And her gift is really a whole lot more powerful because she is giving out of love. She is giving out of a, a deep desire to share with to share what she can with with others as opposed to giving from the overflow of the resource right so he was contrasting these two ways of existing and what it means to give in one way of existing versus another what it means to give out of love versus giving out of overabundance and i've been thinking a lot about that and what it means for us to give out of love what it means for us to to give what we can, whether it's a little or a lot, because it is the giving that means something to us, not just because we can write a fat check or donate a lot of hours or donate a lot of stuff, um, but because we, we long to, there is a karmic bond, there is a relational bond in that giving. I've also been thinking about the conversation between Arjuna and Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita and how often I hear, I'm not going to read from it today, but how often I hear in that conversation, Krishna say to Arjuna, do all of the things that you do and give it away, right? Give me your work, give me its result, give me its outcome and its consequence. Give me your attachment to its outcome and its consequence. All of the things that you are and all of the things that you have are actually mine. <laughs> so what you give, just just give it to me, right? And let me have it. And I will I will do whatever is right and I will take care of you in that giving. And I think a lot about that. It feels like a request for surrender in divine relationship. And that feels like it abides in both traditions that I'm close to. And it also feels like a, a really tall ask, I think, in both traditions for me. One of the things I was able to do this summer is um, receive and become attuned to Reiki. And so some of us may be familiar with the practice of Reiki. It is a, a Japanese practice uh, wherein the energy of the earth, the healing energy of the earth is directed. We can allow it to move through us and to work deliberately with it to help heal ourselves and help heal one another. And I thought we might spend a little bit of time today in practice with that healing energy. Mm. One of the things that I heard Suze say today is you cannot give and also not receive. In order to give, you must receive. If you cannot receive, you are not able to give. And when I think about that earth energy moving through me so that I can use it to heal myself and use it to heal others or 
so that the energy really can help heal others. I think about receiving and how important it is to receive in order to give. And so I thought we might do a little practice with that energy today. And, you know, you might find that in this time, you don't feel anything. That's okay. It doesn't mean that something isn't happening. And you might find that you feel a lot. And that's okay, too. And you might find that you feel something that you like feeling or something that you don't like feeling. I invite you to let it all be without assigning a, a value or a judgment to your experience. Just to be curious about what happens. So... With your friend, the tea, with your friend, your body, I invite you to take a moment now and refresh your posture. Maybe you want another sip. Maybe you want to reposition yourself so you're a little more comfortable. Maybe you want to close the eyes. And take a moment to connect with the earth. Notice how the body is positioned and what you feel beneath the body. So what part of the body are you able to feel root down? Maybe it's the hips, the legs, the feet. Maybe it is some other part of the body. Maybe you are lying flat and you are able to feel the shoulder blades, the sacrum, the back of the skull on the earth. Just notice what part of the body right now you are able to feel connecting to the earth. Draw the awareness inward so you begin to have a sense of the spine. The head, the limbs, you can feel the body from the inside. And the next time you breathe in, visualize energy moving from the earth into the body. And the next time that you breathe out, visualize energy moving from the sky, from the air around you into the body. We're gonna allow this to grow even larger we're going to let our imagination make this process, this practice, bigger. Inhale and visualize energy, maybe like light moving into the body. It might be moving up through the spine. You might even see it emerge out the top of the head into the sky. And exhale and visualize energy from the sky moving down, down through the top of the head, down along the spine, out through the limbs, and returning to the earth. Inhale 
and draw energy into the body from the earth and let it distribute, let it fill the body. Exhale and draw energy from the sky into the body and watch it move through the body and return to the earth. Almost like the body were a conduit. Continue this way, allowing the breath to help you see and feel light, healing energy moving through you. Now, the fact that this energy is moving through you does not mean that you don't get to keep some, right? Being a conduit in this sense, in this case, allows you to absorb even as the energy is moving through. So notice if some part of you is feeling like you want to grasp or is feeling anxious like you won't get enough. There is always enough. Just like the tea that will continue to keep giving, this energy of the earth will always be present and available for you. even as you allow it to move through you. What you need, you will receive in this process. And I invite you to notice if there is a part of the body today that might benefit from a little extra love, a little extra energy. Maybe it is a part of your energetic body. Maybe it is a part of your physical body. And as you breathe and watch this energy move through you, you might take a hand or two, both hands, and place it on that part of the body. And as you inhale, you'll draw that energy up. And as you exhale, you'll watch it move through the body into that part of the body. As if your limbs were guiding that energy and moving it back into you, into that corner, that space, that density, wherever you need to receive today. Take a few more moments this way.
breathing, feeling, observing without judgment. When you feel ready, you might release the hands. You might open the eyes if they were closed and just take some time to notice. Notice how you feel. Notice what sensation or perception or awareness is arriving. Notice what you receive. Notice any invitation to share. Thank you so much for joining us this morning for tea and contemplation um if you would like to get in touch with jess read um her her beautiful writings that she shares on her blog or connect with her on social media here's how you can get in touch with her her website is adevotedyogi.com adevotedyogi.com you can also find her on twitter by the same name and she's also on instagram at Jess Young Chang. Jess Young Chang. And you can reach me at suze at beingtea.com. And Adam is at adam at uh, info at adamgrossi.com. G-R-O-S-S-I. So that's how you can reach all three of us. Uh, Tea and Contemplation is offered as a live studio event every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. And part of what you get to experience if you come to that live event that you don't get here on the recording is a community sharing experience afterwards. We just talk about the session and what's coming up for us, and we're here for mutual support. So it's a wonderful way if you are feeling a little bit of a tug for a more communal aspect to your practice. You are so welcome to join us for one of our live sessions. You can learn more about how to sign up for a live session or also support the podcast. We are here entirely because of listeners like you. So learn more at our support site. Links are in the show notes at buymeacoffee.com slash T and C podcast. We hope to see you soon. Take good care.